Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 6, 27-31 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. As Jesus says this, he's talking with the people who have been instructed with that eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth methodology. But he says something completely different here. He wants us to love, to do good, to bless, pray for, and give to those who are enemies, who hate you, who curse you, who abuse you, and who take from you. It's completely backwards in our fleshly thinking, and yet it is the correct way, spiritually speaking. But with this new perspective that, you know, just goes against our flesh nature, the next question might be something like, what's the limit then, right? How much good, how often to bless or pray for, how much to give? And just as when Peter had asked Jesus in Matthew 1821, when Jesus had said that we need to forgive, he said, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? In this case, even seven times may seem like quite a lot. But Jesus responded with, uh, in the very next verse, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Now, notice how Jesus had started this passage in Luke with the preface of love. It's that fruit of the Spirit. It's what causes what caused God to send Jesus to die for us. And it's one of the very things that God is defined as. In 1 John 4, 8, it says, God is love. It's the very thing, love, that should direct our conduct towards those who are against us. Jesus' love held nothing back in any of the areas mentioned, and therefore neither should ours. Now, when it comes to the question of how much or what's the limit, I think verse 31 really helps to guide that mindset because Jesus said, as you wish others to do to you, right? So don't worry about them, their motive, their actions, their deservedness of these good things that Jesus has told you to do. We all want good things for ourselves, and we should be doing all things for the glory of God, just as 1 Corinthians 10.31 tells us. And therefore, if we love like Jesus does, those good things that Jesus has commanded us to do in response to those that are against us will simply just flow from love. There is a caveat, though, because without abiding in Jesus, we'll, we'll never be able to fulfill what he told us to do here, since the fruit that comes from abiding is the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. In Psalm 23, it says that our shepherd prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. 
He anoints our head with oil, and our cup overflows. That anointing and that overflow is the Spirit of God. And if we are anointed and overflowing with the Spirit, of whom the fruit is love, then that overflow will eventually flow out and touch the enemies of whose presence we happen to have our table set in. We don't need to focus on trying to do our best to love or do good and pray for or give. We need to focus on the preparer of our table and the one who has anointed our head and given us that overflow. The overflow will come, the the love, the good, the prayers, it will all come as we sit at the table prepared for us and we simply abide in Jesus. I pray that you take the actionable aspect of this command that Jesus has given us, not to strive to do all these things on your own, but to abide in him and let him do it through you. With Jesus, it, it won't be striving at all. It will simply be the fruit of the overflow of him in you. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's crystal with a K.